Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it may be where you are. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, where we love to talk about Jesus, apologetics, and life. We're so thankful that you have found this episode and our our podcast, and we hope that you enjoy it and are blessed by it. My name is Alex, and with me, as always, is Trey. Good morning, Trey. How's it going, man? Hello, 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 peoples. What's up, Alex? Well, not a whole lot. Um, excited about today and being able to to continue our uh, unpacking a First John um, as we walk through what he writes and his encouragement and warnings to you know us as believers. But excited to be here today. How are you doing, man? Man, I've been doing pretty good. Uh, it's been a minute, you know. We we hadn't. Uh... Mm-hmm. We hadn't sat down and, and, and talked like this for, you know, three or four weeks. Um, yep. I know I know, vacation's been a part of it. I know we some of us have been uh, pretty ill. Um, yep. uh, but but I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad we're back. Um, I think uh, I, I got I got something to tell you about about Joshua. It's it's kind of amusing. So. <laughs> So Joshua, this is yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Joshua um, purchases a game for five ninety nine without asking. Mm. All right, yeah, okay. It's it's five ninety nine. That's not the point. Okay, right. I mean it. It it, it wasn't fifty nine ninety nine. It was just five ninety nine. So yeah. you know, I, I can. It's easier to deal with the five ninety nine, right? But if, you don't, if he doesn't learn. Then it's going to be five thousand right along the line. You understand? So that yeah. that can't happen, you know. And it, it won't it won't be just toward me. It'll be it'll be somebody else. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got these pine trees. There there are two of them. They were short when we moved in here. Now they're tall, mm-hmm. and they shed. You know, and they they don't shed like pine needles, like long pine needles. These are short, the short pine needles, mm-hmm. right? So it's some kind of fur, but. Or conifer, but I don't I don't really know what they are. Yeah. And um we we rake you gotta rake them up and on the driveway and and they're in a pile. Right. So this pile, like this is this is like eight wheelbarrows full of pine needles. Maybe Mm. maybe seven. So his job was to shovel this pile into this wheelbarrow and take it to the road. Right. That was his job to, to for that was a six dollar job. <laughs> so he 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 thinks it's cool at first. He's cool. You know, this is this is cool. I can do this, you know. Got yeah. show you how to shovel and put it in there. So he goes, uh okay, I, I got I got this. I said, Now look man, I'm telling you, you're gonna get a little tired. But when you get tired, take a deep breath. And you just plow through it, get get yeah. it done, you know. And he yeah. goes, "I don't get tired." I said, "Okay, <laughs> okay." So after the first uh, barrel barrow full, real barrel full, he mm-hmm. um, he starts on the next one, and and I'm taking taking my daughter to a birthday party that she's going to. He comes yeah. and knocks on the window. I roll the window down right before I pull out of the driveway, and he. Hey, can I take a break? I said, man, you, you ain't even done one of them yet. Yeah, but 
I was just thinking, you know, that maybe I could take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I said, look, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I said, you do two, two barrels. And then you can you can take a five minute break. And then you yeah. come do two more and you can take a five minute break. I'll give you that. So he finally got it done and he was so proud that he got it mm-hmm. done. Look, Daddy, I got the whole pile to the road. I said, That is a very, very good job. I'm proud of you. Way to do it, you know. Yeah. And uh now he he better be glad I didn't I didn't uh, make it a fifty cent pile. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. I should have. I probably should have. You know, yeah. that's fifty cent right there. Now you owe me, you know, you owe me five fifty. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man. How did uh I guess my uh question there is how did you find out about the um the video game as far as the actual you know purchase of it? Did he come tell you that he bought it? Oh, no, no, it's see it on like a on a, a bait statement. No, the 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 the, the like he he uh, he's got what do you call that switch? Yeah, he's got a switch, <clears throat> and um, it's hooked to the the main TV and the TV. If he wants to put it on, if he wants to put it on the dock station, he can play the game. Yeah. Well, uh, he was playing something, and I think he, I think he bought like a bunch of coins, you know, mm, so so he yeah. won't die, right? Or, yeah. or so he can come back to life if he's playing this game or something. Yeah. So you know, the rule is, and I don't, I don't mind, you know, get buying him coins if he asks me, but you know, he's going to have to pay it back. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, oh man, there ain't nothing free in this world, man. Yeah, Except, the only thing free in this world. <clears throat> is the gospel mm, come on yes yes and you know now is the the better time for him to learn that that truth and that fact that you know oh yeah you can just and that's what really gets you right is now and even as adults people struggle with this um you know myself included at times it's so easy to just you know hook a a card up to an account and then all you have to do is press a button, right? You just press a button to order something. And so it's, it's not like you're going to the store, pulling out your wallet, getting some cash out and paying, you know, for something, you just press a button. Bam. Yep. You got it. It's ordered. Free and, and clear. Then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, you know, with a, a credit card, it's, it's even more, um, you know, kind of enticing and at times mis, you know, misleading. Well, not really misleading, but what's the word? Like you're just so, uh, disconnected from the, you know, like physical portion of, right, right. you know, with a credit card doesn't mean that you actually have the money, you know, in hand. It just means, Oh, I'm going to pay the, you know, yeah. for this item with credit and so that's a lesson that is better for him to learn now than like you said when he spends a thousand dollars on something or heck even five hundred dollars on something you know years from now when doesn't have it that's true so you know just just a little tidbit of information about me uh, i don't i don't do credit cards I've, I've, i hadn't had a credit card in 20 years yeah um, if I don't have the money, we don't get it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I know me and I, <laughs> I know me. If I've yeah. got a $10,000 credit card limit, well, guess what? You know, I'm going <laughs> to justify that John Deere tractor, you know. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm not saying. Look, if if you've got if you've got the fortitude and you've got the 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 the, the, the will, yeah, right. yeah. If you've yeah. got the discipline, the self discipline to, you know, whatever you spend paid off that month. That's how yeah. to do a credit card, right? Exactly. Um, exactly. But that's fine. To get you some of that, you know. But yeah. that's that's not me. I, I I've learned the hard way. You know, it took me a long time to pay off my three credit cards that I'd maxed out. Mm. So I have not uh, tempted myself with that again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to. Um, if I we got the money in the bank, then that's that's what we use. Yeah. No, I feel you there, and that's 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 how we try to you know operate as well as if we can't pay for it, then we don't like we even you know you go somewhere and you buy some furniture or you buy some new, you know, um, household item that maybe you have to do a payment plan for. Like we even try to avoid, you know, doing any type of, of payment like that. Um, including, you know, obviously with a credit card, um, more so just so we don't have to, you know, try to spend more than what we actually have. Um, which is, it is harder to do, right? Because you have all these options now. It's like, Hey, you know, you want this, I just do a payment plan. You'll be fine. Now the zero interest payment plans, like that's not that bad. If, if you legitimately can afford to, you know, pay it over time, even if you have the money to pay it in full now, you know, and then you pay it over time, but maybe we, uh, maybe we can have a future episode about, you know, finances and we can talk about different strategies and, well you know way way back in the day before you know before there were plastic cards before there were any checks before anything you know when when the Mm -hmm. farmer uh, was was not going to have any money to pay for his groceries until the crop came in then then this the guy at the general store would give them a line of credit you know when his crop came in he would he would pay the pay the guy off you know yeah um, but but the, the the thing about the gospel is that you know you you have to have a deposit in your account in order to be able to use your debit card for gasoline. There mm-hmm. has to be you know if 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 you go to the pump and, and there's there's ne- there's a negative balance in your account, you're not going to be able to get gas. Yeah, you know you're not going to be able to get groceries. You have to have a deposit. So what what Paul writes is that the Holy Spirit is that deposit for us. Mm. Like he, it's an endless, it's an endless fountain of joy and hope and truth and love and faithfulness. Mm. Yeah, right. It's a, it, that's what that is, and it it doesn't just it's it, he doesn't just say it's there so that we know we have eternal life. He says well, you mm. have it now, and that's the yeah. deposit. Mm. that's how that's how you spend that bank account is you go through life and you love people right and the only way you can do that is that deposit 
that's how yeah. you that's how you buy gas and groceries. In other words, that's how you give yourself um to so people can see the Lord mm. and the truth and the word yeah. is that mm-hmm. deposit. I love it. And, and something you said, you know, is is really a really good way. And, and sometimes you you kind of can forget about it and not, you know, not think of it. But you said it's not so that we know eternal life is coming, but that we know we have eternal life now. Yeah. Um, that's I, I love that. That's really that's a big deal. I mean, you know, yeah. Like, man, I hope I hope I'm going to be all right when he comes back. Well, no, no we, you know, we know right we know. now, you know, we just read. Um, I, I can't find it, but we just read that when he comes back, that we're going to have we won't shrink back in shame mm-hmm. because of his coming. Yep. Yep. So he's coming. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's a that's a great segue into, you know, um, what we'll be unpacking and walking through today. And, you know, if, if it's your first time ever listening to us here on the Hope Rising Ministries podcast, um, pause this episode, go back and listen to the last probably three or four episodes as we've walked through first John. And uh, that way you'll have the context and catch up to where we are. But as somewhat of a recap from our last episode, at least towards the end there. We're going to be picking up in First John chapter two, and and walking through a lot of what you know Trey was was just discussing and what John is writing here to um, believers and to followers of Christ as as he's writing this encouragement, these reminders, as well as these warnings. And uh, we're going to pick up in with verse eighteen, which we we discussed a little bit last week towards the end of that episode. But we'll pick up there and um, move forward through the rest of chapter two. <clears throat> but in line with what you know, Trey was just talking about, um, if you have any questions about what we're unpacking today, feel free to reach out to us. You can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc, and we'd love to answer any questions and, and have a conversation with you and, and help you to, to unpack or understand what we're talking about. But in 1 John chapter 2, um, verse 18, John is writing and, and he's writing this warning to the church, to Christians about um, those who he calls and identifies as Antichrist. Um, so, you know, it's it's known in Scripture, if you've you know read through the Bible, that there will be, you know, before Christ returns, there will be one who rises up that is in opposition to Jesus. But John even identifies those then during his time, as well as those now as antichrist who denied Jesus. And this is what he says. I'm going to read here the uh, first few verses um, from 18 on. And John writes, dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the antichrist is coming Even now, many antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. You see, and right here, he's, you know, identifying those 
or these individuals, these people as antichrist. And then he goes on in the next couple of verses and he actually lets us know who that is and how to recognize them. In verse 20, he says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it and because no lie comes from the truth. And right here in verse 22, who is the liar? It is whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a person is the Antichrist denying the father and the son. No is the son has the father. Whoever acknowledges the son has the father also. There's a a lot to unpack there in those, you know, five or so <clears throat> verses, which we did touch on last week, but just wanted to kind of recap there and catch up with, with what we left off with last week. But um, a lot of, a lot of warning. And, and even, you know, if, if you're reading a, a translation that, that has the, the, the section titles in it, this is, is one that, um, is titled in the NIV warnings against denying the son. And then in, in the uh, NLT, as a matter of fact, it's, it's titled warnings against antichrist. But John is, you know, writing to let us as believers know, like, this is how you identify those who, you know, are against Christ, which is going to be those who deny him being the Christ. Right, right. So, so Antichrist, right? So what is that? Um, well, I mean, like, <clears throat> what's pro-Christ, right? Mm. That means for Christ. Yep. Anti yep. is against. So against Christ. So what is Christ? Right? Um, mm-hmm. Christ is the Greek for the Old Testament Messiah. So anti-Messiah. Yeah. Right? Um so, you know, Jesus's last name isn't Christ. I mean, we called him Jesus Christ, but what, right. it, what it really means is Yeshua, the Messiah. So what does that mean? <clears throat> right. Yeshua is the Lord saves mm-hmm. and Messiah is the anointed one. Like uh, the Old Testament prophesied that the Messiah will be God in flesh. Yep. Okay. Uh, that's that's a I mean. It's a it's a huge pill to swallow, but it really isn't. Mm. Um, it's it's actually beautiful. It's 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 the the biggest teaching of the Bible. Um, the Old Testament yeah. pointed to this. The Old Testament was was recorded by numerous writers over a huge span of time. And they all were congruent together and they pointed to this. This is what they pointed at. That there will be salvation and it will be uh, God stepping out of heaven into a human body and dying for the sins of his people. Mm. Come on. Okay. That's, that's what it's all about. So Paul says, you know, I'm not ashamed of this because it's the power of God. Hmm. Right. So when he says, um, I'm sorry, uh, let me find it. So who who is the liar? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's who 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 is the liar? 
um, that he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, look, in, in John 8, Jesus is confronted by the, the Jewish leaders, the, the, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all those people. Uh, the lawyers, um, and they are anti-Christ. That's their thinking. They do not accept him. They do not like him. They want to kill him. That's how anti-Christ they are. Yeah. Okay? So Jesus explains this to them openly in front of everybody. He says, Mm -hmm. why can't you understand what I'm saying? Why can't you accept my word? Why can't you understand what what I'm what my words mean? Because you don't belong to me. You don't belong to the. He says you don't belong to the Father. Yeah. Right. So, no one who denies the Son has the Father. That's the thing. And 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 I, I think it's in John ten. I and the Father are one. You mentioned that earlier before we started. Yeah. That's what that means. <clears throat> Now, earlier when he says they went out from us, but they really weren't with us to begin with. Right. Right. So you look at you look at historically all the religions that that were offshoots of Christianity that still have the the hint of Christianity. And if you look at it on the surface is, oh, that's a Christian religion. But mm-hmm. if you get down to the nitty gritty, who is Jesus? Oh, well, he's not God. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yep. There you go. That, that's it right there. Yep. And, and, and that's where, you know, as Christians, as those who do follow Jesus, that's when we have to be not in, in a negative light being critical of the teachings that we allow ourselves to listen to and the the churches that we allow ourselves to go to. But we have to be attentive to what is being taught and preached because you can so easily be deceived in thinking that you're, you know, listening to a Christ-centered teaching if you're not really and truly like engaged and paying attention and, and as you always encourage and say, right, listen with an open Bible. So as Christians, we must be, we must be paying close attention to what is being preached and taught in our churches that we attend because there are so many now, especially one of one of the most like, I guess, subtle or one of the most um, hard to recognize at times movements today that is moving away and further and further from Jesus is the progressive Christian movement. Um, and, and and it's. Something that if you're not spending time in scripture, if you're not letting God's word and his Holy Spirit lead you, then it's easy to be mis- misled and misguided by someone who is, you know, within that 
that movement and within that group. And one of the things that John writes in, in verse 20 talking about, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and all of you know the truth. This is one of the, you know, like one of the greatest things and one of the best things that we can hold to as Christians is that it's not up to us, right? Like us knowing the truth and us knowing Jesus has nothing to do with how smart we are, right? Intellectually, you can be the smartest person in the world, but yet you can not have Jesus and not understand the truth of the gospel. It's because we have been given this gift of the Holy Spirit that then we can start to see and understand and comprehend and the truth becomes something that we can we can grasp and then share with other people because as our faith in Christ, we are given the Holy Spirit and John's talking about you have an anointing. That's what we have. We have the Holy Spirit in us through our faith in Jesus. And, you know, you had touched on this a little bit earlier, but Paul also writes to the church and he encourages in a similar manner about the Holy Spirit. And in Ephesians, he writes in uh, verse 13, um, chapter one, it says, and in him talking about in Jesus, having heard and believed the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the pledge of our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. You see, at the moment that God opens our eyes and allows us to see the truth of who Jesus is and the beauty of the gospel, like you were talking about earlier. When our faith is placed in Christ Jesus and Christ alone, not in ourselves, not in our effort, not in our good deeds, our works, our anything, but only in Jesus Christ, then we are given the Holy Spirit, which is a seal, a guarantee, a deposit to the promise that we have of eternal life. And, uh, and, and Paul also, just for reference for anybody later in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, he says, it is... Uh, or Christ has placed his seal on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a pledge of what is to come. And this is something that we were talking about before is that it's not a sense of, you know, I hope I have eternal life one day. I hope I, you know, this and that, like that's, that's an uncertain hope. And that's not the true definition of hope as a Christian, but rather for us as Christians, we have a hope that is secure, that we can be confident in, that is certain to come. Yes. We know that it is coming. And we have that because the Holy Spirit has been given to us by our faith in Christ Jesus, that we now know this truth that John is writing about, that Jesus yes. is the Messiah. He is the Christ and he is coming. Yeah. Amen. Um, that's funny. You, uh, the words uncertain hope is an oxymoron. I mean, there's no such thing as an uncertain hope, not biblically. Um, So I want to touch briefly on what you brought up a minute ago about the progressive Christianity movement. Um, Look, the, the, the spirit of the antichrist. In other words, 
there is a thought process. There is a mindset that is, that is carefully planned out to be subtle, mm-hmm. to be sneaky, but to be rooted in against Jesus, not for Jesus, not for right. truth. Okay. And, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Every, every, and I, can I capitalize that and underline it, that word? Every woke ideology is anti-truth. Mm. All you got to just look at, look at one statement and go, yeah, that's anti-truth. That doesn't make any sense. All right. So it's carefully planned out. Um, don't fall for it. Um, if, if, you're, if your pastor has even slightly fallen for it, take a brother, go see your pastor and talk to him. Yeah. In love. Yeah. In love. Okay. So here's the thing. So how do you, how do you know? I mean, you have to really unpack what you're hearing. And, and I'm going to say it again, Alex. I, I think I say it every, every single podcast we have. Don't listen to your pastor with an open mind. Listen to your pastor with an open Bible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Context is everything. Pack, break it down. Pack it down. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip to chapter four, and I'm gonna read you a couple of verses out of chapter four because John is setting us up for chapter four. Because mm-hmm. a lot of First John, he's warning everybody about false teaching um jesus did the same thing when they would ask him a question he said hey watch out <laughs> i want you you need to watch out because people are gonna distort the truth yeah. <clears throat> this is what he says in first john chapter one I'm, I'm sorry chapter four verse one beloved do not believe every spirit now that's spirit is breath, pneuma. It's it's what comes out of a thought process, whether on paper, whether orally. What it's teaching. Do not believe yeah. every teaching, but test the spirits, test the teachings to see whether they are from God. Duh. Well, Let's go. Yeah. Why? For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many mm. false teachings are out there, in other words. All right. Now, this is this is the coolest thing about this. I'm, I'm sorry. John's going to just lay it out. By this, you know, it's the spirit of God or it's not. You ready? By yep. this right here, you know this is from God. Yeah, Every for those spirit. listening, make sure to uh, for those listening, make sure l- listen good. Write this down. <laughs> Ready? It says if you want to know if it's true or not, if you want to know if it's from God or not, and th- isn't that a big deal? Wouldn't you think that's a big deal? A hundred percent, absolutely. Like, of all the stuff that's going on today in this weird, wacky world, yep. And and my son ends up his prayer, Lord. Help us be a light in this dark, dark world. Mm, come on. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every 
spirit or every teaching, every mindset that confesses that mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Let's go. Every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and is already in the world. Mm. Now, real quick, let's unpack that just for a second. Every spirit that believes that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. What does that mean? Well, the same guy that wrote this also wrote in John 1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word became flesh. Mm. Did you get that? Mm. Go. If you believe that, if, if the teaching you're hearing says that, that's why context is so important. The, 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 the false teaching is not going to come right out and say, Jesus is not God in flesh. But the spirit of it, what's behind it, will. Mm. And if you corner it, if you corner that teaching, it will have to say, yeah, um, he's not God in flesh. Yeah. And and that's something, you know, I mean, a lot of times and you hear people say it. And I mean, you know, even even for myself and for for Christians, um, you know, we want to know. Okay, God, is this is this something that that you want me to, you know, to understand? Is this something you are trying to teach me? Like, is is this the right church for me? Is this the right place for me? And that right there is how we can we can live by is okay. Is the teaching and the focus here within this church, within this ministry, within this organization, within this group? Is it teaching that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Messiah, that he came from God, that he is, as you as you referenced from John chapter one, is he the word in flesh? Fully man, fully God at the same time. And if we can affirm and attest that where we are, you know, whatever church or organization ministry that that is, that's where we want to be. Because the moment you start to drift away from that. Um, yeah, it's that's drift. It gets that's a great word, drift. Yeah. It's a drift. It's, it's, a, it's a slight turning against the truth that's not very recognizable. Next thing you know, you're out in the middle of the sea. You're out in the middle of the ocean. You're like, what? Well, how did I get out of here? Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, because so this is, here, here's, this what's is behind, how... here's what's behind the teaching. Okay. Yeah. Um, it might, it is it, not might. It is subtle. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not. Look at Jim Jones. That was not subtle. Right. 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 And, and he, he deceived 900 people to their death. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a red flag at the beginning. Um, but I'm talking about what you said earlier about how stuff is seeping into the church. Yeah. What's really behind it is this. You ready? How many times when Jesus started his ministry and through his ministry in in the gospels, when somebody was demon possessed, they would, they would 
immediately when they saw him, they said, I know who you are. You're the son of God. Mm. Shut up. <laughs> Come out of him. All yeah. right. You understand? Do you see that, that mindset? You see how adamant that is? That's if you unpack false teaching, that's what that is. Mm. That's how, that's how vile and anti-God that is. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and where, like why you have to be so careful is there are religions and religious groups right out there that will agree or say something similar to the effect of, yeah, I believe that Jesus came to earth, right? And that Jesus was a real person, but they don't believe that Jesus was God, or they don't believe that Jesus was, right, God in flesh. And so it's it's in that where you have to be careful, and that's why you have to pay attention, and that's why you know, you have to listen with an open Bible to know exactly what is being taught so that something as as subtle as that doesn't slip by because they can say, yeah, Jesus, Jesus was great. Jesus was a real person. Jesus was here. But there also has to be the belief that Jesus was 100 percent man, 100 percent God, that he was the word in flesh that he was big G God, not little G God and be misguided and misled by, you know, a false teaching such as that. And so that's why we have to be careful. And that's why John is writing these, these warnings to Christians so that we can guard ourselves against that. And then picking back up in first uh, John chapter two, in verse 24, he says, as for you, See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. And as he's writing in these two verses right here, this is where, you know, again, this is why we encourage it so much. And this is why it's so important for us as Christians to remain in Scripture to spend time reading God's word, to spend time in prayer is so that the truth that is, that is revealed through God's word, we can keep writing that in our minds and on our hearts so that when we hear something that just does not sit well, it's the Holy Spirit reminding us, hey, you remember this truth that you read last week when you were going through the gospel of Mark? And then you hear this pastor or this teacher preach something that is contradictory to that. That's why it's so important for us to be in God's word is so that we can identify and recognize when someone is teaching something that is steering ourselves, an entire congregation whatever that is steering away from the truth of the gospel. That's true. Um, I got a piece of advice for anybody listening, including myself. Do not rely on your intuition and your gut feeling about stuff. Well, yeah. Um, 
if your own intuition and gut feeling is going to miss something, I guarantee you, because of simple pride. Okay, um, let me let me tell you, Antichrist teaching lifts you up. That's what it does. Okay, mm-hmm. it 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 makes you feel good. Yes. All right. Um, you you only should feel good because Christ died for you. <laughs> you Let's know? go. Yeah. Because you you. You don't deserve to feel good. You are a wretched person. I am a evil, wretched person without Jesus Christ. Yep. I, I have I, my heart is black without Jesus Christ. Okay. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> you rely on the word, which is what John just what this is what Alex just read that John wrote. Rely on what you have heard from the beginning. What does that mean? There is nothing new. There's no new truth. No. Okay. Jesus said, I am the truth. There's no new truth. There's no new way to look at the Bible. There's no new teaching that you have to grasp. There's nothing out there. that's going to, it's going to, if, if it's, if it's revealed to you, if God teaches you something about his word, uh, it's something that he's taught many, many people already. Yes. Nothing yes. new. You know, don't feel that good about yourself. You're not gonna you're not gonna discover something unique about God's word that hasn't been revealed before. I want you to understand this. Yeah. Rely on what has already been written. It mm. has never changed. Listen, I know people don't like change, but people try to change the word. Isn't that isn't that interesting, Alex? That is that. Uh, yeah, when you when you started to say that, I was like, "Oh, that is kind of kind of interesting." Because it, it is the opposite. Yep. Nobody, I. Nobody likes change, but also, nobody likes truth either. Mm. Nobody likes that truth doesn't change. Yeah. But yep. the beauty of that is that if it is truth, it can't change. That. That that's he listen. If what you have heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that's made to us eternal life. That's why eternal life can exist because the truth remains unchanged. I mean, if the truth would change, then what how can we have eternal life? It's not gonna happen. Yeah, because the truth is eternal. If, if, if it is eternal, it doesn't change. Therefore, false teaching is the changing of the truth. Mm. Wokeness is the, 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 the upside down truth. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. Yeah. And then in, uh, you know, picking, picking back up here in verse 26, when John, you know, as he continues, right, he says, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. And then in verse 27, as for you, the anointing you have received from him remains in you. That Holy spirit that we get the moment our faith is placed in Christ Jesus. And we acknowledge him as Lord and savior, that Holy spirit is in us and remains with us. And then he goes on and he says, and you do not need anyone to teach you. Now, right here, I just want to pause for a moment. He doesn't mean that you don't need to listen to a pastor or a preacher or go to church or, or anything school like teacher or, or right. anything like that. That's not what he's saying. He he's 
pointing back to, and it's it's crazy that you you know brought this up earlier, but he's pointing to what he's talking about in First John chapter four is about you don't need any new teaching. Yeah, that's right. There is no new revelation. That's it's right. already revealed to exactly us. Exactly right. And, uh, and and so that's what John's trying to trying to tell us here. And then he goes on. And he says, "But as his yep. anointing teaches you, as the Holy Spirit teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in Him." And so that's why, again, it is so uber critical and important that we spend time in God's Word, we spend time in prayer with the Lord so that his spirit will reveal to us and instill in us and remind us and solidify in us the truth that is the gospel. Yep. So real quick, um, I love where it says in verse 27, kind of toward the end of the verse 27. Mm-hmm. Um, but as his anointing teaches you about everything, and it's true, and it is no lie. Right. So what does Jesus say about a, a liar? I'm, a, I'm talking about the words of the Messiah. What does he say about the liar? And I'm, I'm trying to find it. Here it is. This is John 8. And he's talking to the leaders of the He's talking to, to the leaders of Israel. These these are the teachers. This is this is uh, God's children's teachers. You ready? Yeah. If God were your father and you you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I did not come from my own accord, but He sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It's because you cannot bear to hear my word. Mm. Wow, they have no room for it. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. Now, he's talking about the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and he is the father of lies. But because I tell you the truth, you won't believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? If I tell you the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The mm. reason you don't hear me is that you are not of my father. Now, so we're, we're go, let's go back to John, First uh, John chapter two. That here you got you got good teaching and evil teaching, mm-hmm. right? Good teaching is out in the open. It stands there. It says, it says, test me, test me, prove me wrong. Right. The bad teaching will never say that because it will be exposed. It does not like questions. It does not like tests. Mm, That's good. It is very subtle. It it doesn't, it it, it presents itself to the point to where you might not even want to ask questions about it. Because in the end, it lifts you up and not Jesus. Yeah. Mm, that's okay. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that is a, a another good identifying factor about um, 
you know, where you are uh, as far as like as a church or, or, you know, what ministry you may be involved in and, and who you're letting teach you is if they allow for you to question and to ask questions, that's a good thing. If they don't allow you to question them, that is a huge red flag and huge something red flag. should be something you should be, you know, wary of and kind of cautious of at that point. Um, because that is very true. Like if you look at a lot of the teachings today that are opposite of truth and of the gospel specifically, they don't like to be challenged or tested or, you know, opposed in that, in that matter. And so there's an aggression that comes whenever you do begin to question. Um, and so that, you know, that should definitely be a, a, a warning flag for anybody. And, and look, um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm not a demon behind every bush kind of guy. Okay. I'm just not, um, uh, you know, there's, there's a, I was part of that movement once. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I speak to you out of experience of being in that type of movement. Um, it is, it is, a it is a very subtle antichrist movement. It is, it is a movement that lifts you up and makes you the star. Um, and it, 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 here's the thing. It makes you the star because of Jesus. Mm. That's, that's the flip. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Um, he's the star. <laughs> yep. He's the bright and morning star. He's the star period. And, that type of movement is 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 seeped in pride. Mm. Okay, yeah. um, so the way John finishes up this chapter, and and to be honest with you, he really didn't finish up this chapter. There were no verses and and chapters <laughs> when John wrote this. He just wrote the letter. It's just all right. one yeah. long letter, and then like in the. Yeah. You know, it was it was later on. It was divided up in chapter and verse. But anyway, so as as this chapter finishes, this is what he says. So and he says, and now. So in other words, OK, I just told you all this. Let mm-hmm. that sink in. And now what? And now, little children. Abide in him. And that just means to cling to, to hold on to. Yeah. To remain in. Abide yep. in him. So that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame at his coming. Come on. You know that he is righteous. You may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. Let's go. Come I on. love that, man. Yeah. I mean, and that's just like a wake up call. <clears throat> um, even for myself, it's a wake up call. Like, you know, how, how do I live my everyday life? I mean, what am I doing? You know, I mean, how easy is it to live for me without even thinking about it? Mm, Yeah. It really is. So what he's saying is, take all the stuff I'm writing. Take, let this sink in so that you will know, you will be able to recognize people who are his. While you are living like you're his, okay? Yep. Yep. 
And, you know, in, in verse 28, where he says, you know, and now dear children, like, this is something that we, we shouldn't overlook and we shouldn't just kind of breeze past as well, because, and John uses this reference a lot. Um, in, in chapter four, he even talks about, you know, like being dear children, but, uh, John writes in the gospel of John, uh, chapter one in verse 12, it says, but to all who did receive him, to all who did receive Jesus, to all who believe him as Lord and savior, as Christ, as Messiah, he writes to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Verse 13 says, children born not of blood, nor of the desire or will of man, but born of God. You see, that's the gift. That's the blessing that we receive through faith in Christ Jesus. It's not by our own works. It's not by our effort. It's not by our good deeds. It's not by our good intentions or anything that we could possibly ever do on our own. It is through faith in Christ that we are able to be called children of God because he, Jesus, has done this thing for us. Jesus came to earth. He stepped down from his place in heaven, came to earth, lived the perfect life that you and I never would be able to live. And he paid our price on the cross the punishment that we deserved, he took it on the cross. And then in victory, he stepped out of the grave and defeated both sin and death. This is the promise and the hope that we have is in a savior who not only loved us enough to step down into our place, but he defeated the grave. He defeated sin. He defeated death. And now Through faith in him, we have this hope, this promise of eternal life. And we have that Holy Spirit that has been deposited to us so that we can hold on to it, so that we can draw from that truth and spend time in his word and know and believe and understand and be confident in the fact of what Christ has done, not what we can do ourselves. That is what we are able to experience. And that's only through Christ Jesus. That's only because of him that we have this promise of eternal life, that we can be called children of God. Yep. And that in and of itself is what, you know, what we pray for those who are listening and, and who are spending this time with us. That's what we hope and pray that, is revealed to you that is made known to you not by our you know words or anything that we say but by God revealing to you the truth that is found in in his word that is found in Christ Jesus alone and so if you're listening and you do have questions about what we've talked about or that you feel this kind of drawing to you and you feel this sort of <clears throat> pull to know more, please reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to talk with you and, and continue to unpack this with you and to help, you know, encourage you in this. 
Um, reach out to us. You can email us at info at hoperisingministries.cc. Or if you're on Facebook, you can find us at Hope Rising Ministries SC. Um, send us a message. Leave us a comment. We'd love to, to hear from you and connect with you there as well. But um, as always, we encourage you to continue to seek Jesus. And that's by spending time in his word and, and spending time in prayer and attending church service regularly. Um at a Christ-centered, right, a gospel-centered church. But we want to help you. And if you want to get plugged in with a church wherever you are, reach out to us. We'd also love to help you do that and find a great church for you to to be part of. Yep. Amen to that. And uh, <laughs> yeah. And as always, you know, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you, Trey. Enjoyed it. Um Appreciate the conversation and and the the insight as well. Yep. Peace out, peoples. Y'all have a great week. Catch you again next time. God bless.